everyone, this is Taryn Rockney, and I'm really excited today because we have our very first guest. Monica Ose is joining us from all the way out in Hawaii, and I am joining you from my office here in Virginia Beach. So if there's any static or interruption, it's because distance really does make a difference. I have had the opportunity of spending the last 16 years watching Monica grow from a young 20 unconfident, unhealthy, lost young woman to a really incredible, strong wife, mother, woman who is just radiating beauty and confidence and empowerment of other women. So I really hope that you enjoy part of her story today as we just journey through what her experience was understanding and knowing her own beauty and growing into an incredible amount of confidence. everyone. I just wanted to welcome Monica to the show. Hey, Monica. How are you doing? Monica is here today because she has been a friend of mine for a really, really long time. I think it's Mm -hmm. been, what, like 16 years? Yeah. Yep. Over those 16 years, I have had the honor of having a front row seat just the transformation that Monica has taken over the years, how she's taken control over her own life and her body and her mindset and how she's discovered a lot of confidence and beauty in that. And since this show is all about all of that, I thought that Monica would be a fantastic first guest to have on the podcast. I was just going to say, I'm so honored. I'm so glad that you picked me. This is going to be super fun. I hope so. I hope um, Monica and I were talking the other day a little bit about the journey that she has been on and some of the things that stood out to her kind of in her formative years, but also as an adult, realizing how those things sort of shaped the mindset that she had about herself and some of the things that she did to overcome it. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that, Monica? Yeah, it was interesting because it was when you first, you know, talked to me about doing this, I was like, what? I don't know. And it took me a little bit because I think that I've been in such a a good place for a while that I had to really step back and be like, what were the things that got me to the place, you know, that I was, um, that I'm at now. So there was a few, you know, things that really came to mind. Uh, the very first one, it was, gosh, it could be like first or second grade or something like that. It was around that time. And I remember that I was really involved with something. We were in class, we were, you know, coloring or writing or something. There was a kid that was just at the desk right next to me. And he made some sort of a comment like, why is your tongue hanging out while you're doing that? I don't know, I didn't think about it. And then from that point on, it was like, I was completely self-conscious about that. And I purposely, you know, every time we did something in class, how am I feeling? What am I doing right now? And really, that's kind of sad when you think about that being that young, um, that there was just somebody who said something. And at that young of an age, you're already thinking, oh, how can I be something other than myself so that people don't say something to me or make fun of me? It's just sad. You know, it's one of those things. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And it's, it's so true that one person tells a story about how they felt about someone else judging something about them visually, Mm -hmm. because 
kids, they, I mean, now as an adult, you look back and you go, kids, just the most curious little creatures. Yes. And sometimes their questions are innocent and they come off as hurtful. I think we've all had those experiences. And I think that they do affect you in that way. They kind of nag at you. They change the way that you carry yourself. They change how Mm -hmm. you interact. And it's, it, it does stay with you and it does change things. Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting that, you know, and then I started to think about it more. It's like the next thing that really stood out was in junior high, it was just a family friend that said, wow, you look so much like your dad. And for some reason, because then someone else was like, oh, wow, you really do. You look like your dad. And then it was, it changed from what their intentions were of like, oh, your sister looks like your mom. You look like your dad, just stating a fact into, oh, well, that means that I don't look feminine. What's wrong with me that somebody, do they think that I look like I'm, a man, you know, and so that was another kind of thing that really, so something that I felt at that point, you know, oh, well, I need to change the way that I look so that people will think I look more feminine. And that's when I started hiding makeup behind my parents' back. (laughs) And I would go to school, I would put makeup on, um, I would hide it in certain places in my backpack, so that my mom wouldn't know, or my dad wouldn't know. And then I would take the makeup off before I came home. But it was a purposeful thing that I knew it would make me feel or look more feminine because somebody made some sort of a comment to me. So that's, that's funny. I don't think that you told me that part of the story that it, it not only stuck with you in the back of mm-hmm. your mind, like, but that it actually changed your behavior and made you feel like you had to hide things from your family. Yeah. And that you needed to cover yourself in a different way or carry yourself in a different way. So when I met Monica, she was newly married, hadn't been, <laughs> hadn't been married that long, free spirited and fun, but, <laughs> but oh, there was always just that of just not that confident or absolutely would, would hide behind a pack of cigarettes at the time or, yeah would do things that, you know, like you just wouldn't do now. So what, what do you think were the the changes that you had to make for yourself to see yourself differently, to look in the mirror and say, this is who I am. And I'm not the person that I thought I was. And I'm not the person that all of the people from my past told me that I was, or at least I perceived what they were saying. And, and those things were not truths. But then you found your truth and you found that you could be beautiful and empowered and confident and strong. So what do you feel like were the more formative experiences that pulled you out of that and brought you into the space that you're in now? Wow. Um, You know, gosh, I feel like it's been just a, a journey hiding behind, you know, maybe parties that we would have at people's houses and, you know, having who I was kind of um what's the word I'm looking for I don't know maybe shadowed by the drinking or whatever I don't know I think that over the years it's been a combination of things having a great husband who you know shows me and verbally tells me you know you are beautiful there's been times where he's said it makes me so sad that you're feeling that way about 
you know, the way that you look or how you feel when I see your beauty, the inside and the outside, though, that was very, very helpful. But that wasn't something that changed me. It helped when someone who you love is telling you this. It definitely helps build, you know, boost your confidence, but it's not the end all. Starting my own business was a huge, huge part of that. Um, Being around other women who also tell you your beauty um, and who help bring in your confidence that they see in you, that's huge. You know, because we have so many different things. We have the world, we have magazine, TV, you know, whatnot telling us what maybe we should look like and act like and being able to have those women in your life to tell you your truths is huge. Also, um, my faith in Jesus has helped just to be able to go into the word and read what the creator of the universe, how he feels about me and the truth about that and really taking that to heart and saying, you know what, even if I don't feel this way, that I'm a chosen one, that I'm loved by God, that he made me, you still, for me, I take that as, my truth and kind of just have that be my mantra, you know, on the days that I don't feel that great. But also, probably the main thing for me in the last few years, I have been on a health journey, and I lost um, about 90 pounds. Uh, For me, it took feeling good, feeling that energy, feeling that confidence, to then be able to bring that out, you know, of myself and into the world. And got to the point where I'm like, you know what, I don't care what anybody has to say anymore. Because I know that right now where I am now, I feel so good. You know, and I think that taking care of my physical body helped me spiritually helped me relationally helped just that confident, you know, confidence come out more than I think that it would have, you know, because when you're not feeling great, then it just kind of oozes out of you, you know, (laughs) your kids feel it, your husband feels it, you know, your wife feels it, whatever, um, is just one of those things. So I think those are kind of the main ones, really. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that growth happens in the struggle. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think that there's a single person who is listening right now who hasn't struggled in life. And so when we take a minute to think about the times that we had to fight through. And, and it was, it was funny. Cause when we talked, you're like, I didn't even remember some of these things until yep. I had to stop and remind myself of where I came from, what right. I've been through and how I got to where I am now. I think sometimes that kind of reflection time can really help too, because oftentimes we're growing and it's happening so quietly in the background that we don't even realize that it's happening. Right. It's just step by step, things kind of add up, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And anyone who's putting effort in is going to have results in one way or another. And that doesn't mean, you know, we're all going to be wildly successful in everything that we do. But as people, we're growing stronger and fuller and more confident in life. And that kind of thing, I believe, carries down generationally. If we can grow to a point, then our children don't have as far to go than we did. And so every time we can make those kinds of adjustments in ourselves, like there's progress happening in our lives, but in generations to come. 
Yeah. So if you had to look back and maybe talk to your 23-year-old self or or whatever phase you you would want to pop back <laughs> in and say, hey, like this is the advice that I think you need to hear. So that for those of for those of us who are listening who maybe are still in a season that they still have a fight to go and they still have that growth space to go, what would your advice be for them? Mm, that's a good one. You know, the first thing that came to mind was to, and maybe it sounds, you know, just simple, but really, really actually be yourself. If you feel like uh, maybe an article of clothing, it just makes you feel amazing, wear it. If you feel like doing your hair a certain way or coloring your hair a certain way makes you feel great, then do it. You know what? This is the thing. For the things that I really feel passionate about, um, I believe that is there for a reason. I believe that these things that are put onto your heart um, that maybe are different from what other people do, you know, I, I really feel like that is part of your journey. That's part of um, why you're here on this earth. And sometimes those things can be derailed by what maybe another person thinks about that. Basically, when you have these kind of feelings in your heart about where you're led to go, I would say, listen to your heart, listen to, you know, if you are a believer, listen to the Holy Spirit, it's kind of guiding you. I feel like God puts those into our life for a reason. So I would tell my 20 so your, you know, self that, I don't know, maybe that's it. <laughs> to just be your authentic self. To be just... your authentic self. <laughs> it took Monica some time. Monica was in <laughs> yes. her 30s. And at this point, for those of you guys, since this is an audio, you don't know, Monica is what, five foot 10? Yep. Yep. And, um, and has a part of her, the side of her head is shaved. And she will put color in her hair or just yeah. do the things that she wants to do. But the 20 something year old Monica wouldn't have done those things. Right. Absolutely. So it's a very visual way that I can see from the outside looking in that says, I don't care what you think. I'm exactly. going to do the things that make me feel good and that make me feel beautiful because it's not about what you think about me. It's about what I think about myself. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's about what sets your soul on fire. What kind of drives you towards the person that you're supposed to be. And it can be something as little as saying, you know what, I'm going to try that edgy hairstyle and see how it makes me feel. And let me tell you, I was at the salon freaking out saying, oh my goodness, how am I going to do this? What is so-and-so going to think? You know, what's my grandma going to think? You know, all these things. I cannot tell you how many people from a stranger on the side of the road or in a shopping center or whatever has told me, wow, I love your hair like that. Um, I wish I had the confidence to do it. And every single time I said, if you like it, do it. It's hair. If you end up not liking it, it'll grow back. But it can be something as little as that, you know, so. I love it. 
<laughs> I really, really, really appreciate you coming on and talking to us today. I yeah. just love your story. I love the way that you have just taken your your body in control, your mindset in control, your spirituality and relationships in control, and have decided that you're worth it, that it's yeah. worth it for you to feel good, to know that you're beautiful. And at this point, you have not only been empowered, but you choose to empower others and you are confident and strong and you give it to anyone and everyone that wherever you go. And I think that that saying that empowered women empower women, mm-hmm. you are you are the picture of that. That is what Aww. that looks like. So I really Thank appreciate you. <laughs> that you are that person in my life and that you get to be that person for everyone listening today. So Thank you, Monica, for joining us. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. So much for joining us today and hearing more about Monica and her journey. When you hit the subscribe button and review this podcast, you're helping this podcast keep going. If you're interested in being a guest on our podcast, if you have a story that you would like to tell, I would love for you to hop on www.terranrockney.com click podcast, and I'd love to connect. 